we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers fast break, where we cover the latest news and trends with the Lakers and, of course, everything going on within the NBA right there for you at the Lakers fast break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we also cover the latest news and trends, this time in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, as well, of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, if you have a question for us, of course, you could just go ahead and hit us up, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or insidesportsff on Twitter. Also, as well, go ahead and make sure you check out the Domination Sports Nation. They're the best there is when covering the sports world. So go ahead and check out what they're doing wherever you get your podcast. And if you could please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe today to get the latest notifications on the Pop Culture Cosmos YouTube channel. When we go on for another Pop Culture Cosmos, PCC Multiverse, State of Pro Wrestling, great interviews, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and more. So go ahead and subscribe today. You'll be glad you did. Those are the only people who will be glad because there's a lot of people that are very upset after a very momentous week one. Probably one of the most memorable week ones I have seen in quite some time, if ever, for fantasy football. And here today to discuss the aftermath, I feel like it's a car wreck because there's a lot of damaged bodies out there. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he and his son, Dominic Lardieri, are doing today at Domination Sports Nation. It is the very brave because he has the Giants banner in the background. It is Chris Lardieri, fresh back from the islands, wishing after watching that game on Monday night, he was still back in, on the islands my friend for multiple reasons i wish i was back <laughs> on the island of maui uh, great great to be back gerald uh yeah we uh we still support the giants here although that was an atrocious start uh you know it's bad when i'm on a cross pacific plane ride and thankfully we had tv access on southwest airlines and uh i even turned the game off in the second quarter so uh went right back to listening to podcasts I hear you, my friend. That's what I always do. I always load it up with podcasts so I don't have to hear about what's going on in the outside world when I go on one of those long flights. Uh, but it's great to have you here, my friend. I want to give a big special thank you to Magic Man Sean Grice and Joe Sorrell from the Lakers Fast Break for stepping back in for Chris Sardieri. I hope to have them back on future shows right here at the Inside Sports FF. When it comes to fantasy football, my friend, last week, again, as I mentioned, NFL Week 1 was one of the most monumental I think I've ever seen as far as the number of injuries, the number of bad plays, bad games from expected top players. Just truly a plethora of places to start and places of note. Obviously, the biggest one of all, Aaron Rodgers and his Achilles, he's done for the season. Could it be done for his career as well? I wouldn't. I really don't know what to think because my mind goes back to the late '90s and Dan Marino with that Achilles. I know he came back from it, but he wasn't the same player. And let's face it, Rogers is going to be 40 years old later this year. And as a middle-aged male, I can tell you firsthand the body does not recover as quickly as it once used to. So I think he'll he'll give a go at it. I, I think you know he wants to remain loyal to the Jets for. Uh, what looked like resurrected his career at one point, but um, this what needs to be determined is how his body responds. But I I think he'll, he'll rehab with the intention of coming back. But that said, we're back to Zach Wilson. 
Uh, that's true. And, uh, you know, I know the coach earlier today said he's going to win. And this team's going to win. But Zach Wilson, do you have the same faith that the New York Jets team, which did actually pull out and eke out a win over the Buffalo Bills, which is mainly based off their tremendous defensive performance on <sighs> every one of the Bills, just absolutely a terrible performance by Josh Allen. Three interceptions, a fumble. Look terrible. He's at he's at the top of one of my fantasy football teams, so you know I'm hurting. But yeah, do you think Zach Wilson could be the man for the New York Jets? He has to be, but from a fantasy perspective, no. From a purely football fan, armchair quarterback perspective, I think the Jets will do a lot of what they did Monday night. I know I had to think on the fly and change, but they will run the ball a lot with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, and they will let that defense win games for them. That said, I think uh, a phenomenal catch by Garrett Wilson last night, and we know uh, Zach Wilson hooked up with him a number of times last year on touchdown passes, so I don't think that hurts his value as much. But you know, from Wilson down in the wide receiver core in terms of fantasy, I don't think that bodes well if you own Jets receivers. I will tell you, my friend, you just, just truly appreciated the time that you take each and every week to talk to us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Once again, it is Chris Sardieri from the Domination Sports Nation. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at the Domination Sports Nation, along with his son, Dominic, of course, right there for you, Dominic Lardieri and Chris Sardieri at the Domination Sports Nation.
We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Ah, uh, so you had watched the Tomorrow War before the Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing. I would say the Matrix Resurrections. Really funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA. Check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Chris, I know you wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit more about the Bills and the Jets. Jets coming back. I know they have some issues going forward, but you said Zach Wilson probably is not the answer for the team going forward. You don't see a opening for him to go ahead and have the kind of resurgence, you know, as one of those top picks, as opposed to being a top pick bust that he right now currently stands at being. Yeah. And this is not a knock on Zach Wilson. I know he's had his ups and downs. I think if you watch hard knocks this off season, uh, Rogers really took him under his wing and I think that'll help his confidence. But I just think knowing what kind of reading the tea leaves of what Robert Sala said and Nathaniel Hackett as offensive coordinator, I think they're going to put him in a position to win games. And uh, that will mean, you know, trying to establish the run. They got a nice two headed monster at running back and not making it to where Wilson needs to win the game. Now he let a last nice drive last night to, to give the jets the lead, albeit briefly before the double doink field goal to uh, at the end of regulation. But from a purely fantasy perspective, um, I guess if you're in a deeper league, a 14 team league or something, and you need a backup, you need to take a flyer on him. Great. But uh, I would basically only use him if you've got a bye week issue or want to play a certain matchup, because I, I just, like I said, not trying to knock Zach Wilson, the New York media and fans have done plenty of that already throughout his career. But I just think this is the way the system's going to be kind of like what Brian Dayball did with Daniel Jones at the beginning of last season, you know, don't turn the ball over, run a little more. Let's you know manage the game and win with what our strengths are. And this turns into something that we talked about in the preseason, which unfortunately did not come to fruition. We thought the giants uh, were going to be a team on the rise, a team that could probably maybe, you know, make some noise in a weaker NFC Unfortunately, we saw Dallas uh, go in there. Well, fortunately, if you're a Dallas fan, uh, go in there and trounce the Giants at home, forty to nothing. Daniel Jones looked as inept, uh, you know, as I've ever seen him, and that's saying a lot because he's had his ups and downs. Your thoughts on where the Giants go from here after such a shellacking in front of the home audience? They better get it together. I mean, the offensive line was atrocious. You can blame Jones all you want, but he got sacked and pressured practically on every play, uh, pass play, it seemed like. They had a real nice first drive, mixing it up with Saquon Barkley and Jones running the ball, and you think, all right, at least get a field goal here. Bad penalty by uh, left tackle Andrew Thomas. A field goal is blocked, return for a touchdown, and you almost feel like the game is over right there, but the momentum shifts, then uh, – 
a nice hit by Gilmore on a reception by Barkley. Ball pops up to pick six, and game's all but over. So uh, I think it's a function of Dallas as a far superior team talent-wise. We've seen that the last few years when they play the Giants. Their defense is one of the best in the NFL. From a fantasy perspective, they put up points you expect from you know the Josh Allens and Mahomes of the world, which is pretty remarkable. So while uh, you know definitely demoralizing, I think the Giants will benefit playing in a weaker NFC. They've got uh, some cupcakes on their schedule coming up, namely the Cardinals this weekend. And if they don't win that game, then I'll come back on next week, eat crow, and write them off because uh, as well as the Cardinals played against the commanders uh this is basically a triple a football team we're looking at you say that and we've seen in the nfl a lot of things change a lot of things different a team that we thought it was going to be inept uh showcase their skills and vice versa so we'll see what happens i'm hoping that you as a new york giants fan will actually get that kind of retribution you will seek uh, this weekend as the giants face off against the cardinals some more unfortunate news to go ahead and report uh, for those who have Austin Eckler on their team. He suffered an ankle injury. Any status update on his ankle injury? Because it looked kind of serious last time I checked. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything. I know Mike Williams, a receiver, seems to be perpetually hurt. Also got banged up. And uh, What a shock. Yeah, a uh, real shocker. But um, I just looking at the transaction trends across whatever fantasy app you use, the, uh, the Josh Kelly vultures will be out again. It's that time of year. So if you didn't handcuff him and you're an Eckler owner, you better hope you get a good waiver priority and pick him up uh, overnight or whenever your waiver period opens because, uh, you know, we, we know Eckler had a great year last year, but if this ankle, even if it's not serious, kind of lingers, yeah, it's not a good injury for a running back. So definitely get your insurance. One of the things I also want to talk about was another – devastating Achilles injury man just two not just one but two devastating Achilles injuries both tears both getting them out of the season we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier also the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens a guy who I had on one of my other teams the one that you're familiar with in your league Mm -hmm. J.K. Dobbins he is out yeah, really sad. I mean, he's he's blown out his knee. He's been injury prone, really came out of Ohio State and looked like he was going to be the answer for the Ravens at running back. And uh, yet again, we're you're looking down the barrel of Gus Edwards on the waiver wire. So uh, really sad and unfortunate, you know, bigger picture. I know there's a lot of buzz out there in the media now with the, uh, the field turf and it's bad for knee ankle achilles injuries of course the nfl is going to deny it even though the data is there so very unfortunate but you know on the flip side and this ties into the the poor performances offensively in week one no one plays in the preseason are they really in shape have they gotten enough reps i mean between the rust and the the injuries uh that's uh the kind of the big picture that no one wants to talk about uh and i get it these guys get paid a ton of money especially the quarterbacks but You've got to get some reps in because week one of the NFL season is now starting to look like the old week four of the preseason. It looks like it indeed, my friend. Uh, There are more injuries to talk about. Tyler Lockett had a concussion, so you need to be aware that that's possibly the case for him. Uh, Aaron Jones suffered a hamstring injury uh, on his TD catch. So (laughs) you think everything's great as you're going in for the touchdown and you just you you hurt a hammy after that. Anthony Richardson, I know he's not going to be a QB1 on many 
teams right now because the uncertainty you have as a inexperienced rookie with the key word there, inexperienced, he got taken out by the Jaguars in the final minute or so of the game against, uh, of course, Jacksonville. Your thoughts, though, on where we go from here. Is this a blessing in disguise for those who might want to go ahead and pick up Gardner Minshew? Yeah, I think uh, I think you have to do that. And if you do have Richardson, I hope he's not your QB one. Nothing against him, but you know, a, a rookie, first time starting in the NFL, and not a lot of starts in college. Um, he's a guy you take a flyer on in the later rounds. But that said, you know, you could do a lot worse than Minshew with what's out there on the waiver wire. So, given I know Richardson's got phenomenal physical prowess, but given the hits he's going to take on that team and the fact that. Uh, he runs a lot, you know, could be an issue long-term as the season progresses. Southern Comfort, we were talking about it earlier, if it's over for Rodgers. Uh, I have a feeling it is, even if he tries to be, you know, come back, I don't know how much he'll have left. I mean, what, he's 38 now. You're talking about a 39-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles injury. I don't think that's going to be a very good news for the New York Jets, my friend. Definitely not. And, uh, you know, I know they've got the weapons around him and he restructured his contract, gave back a lot of money, knowing the competitor that he is, he'll want to play next year. But uh, even for a younger, healthier quarterback and Achilles is a brutal injury. So at least if he does fully recover, his mobility is just not going to be there. And, you know, for you younger fans out there, go to YouTube, type in uh, Dan Marino, look at him at the end of his career. Not that he was mobile, but he just did not have the ability to push off like he did at the height of his career. Uh, even more interest to report. And yes, high octane is correct in our chat. Uh, Jacoby Myers, who had actually a really good day, two touchdowns. Uh, as uh, you know, Devonte Adams was being you know double covered. He was taking advantage and feasting off it. Unfortunately, uh, really, 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 as Hayek put it, a bad to bad helmet hit. He is now in concussion protocol as well. Your thoughts on that? Because it was really getting to the point where people were starting. Hey, I've got I got a new player. I've got a, somebody I can go ahead and put on my starting lineup. Somebody that can take the pressure off Devonte Adams. And then this happens as well. Yeah, really unfortunate. I know the uh, Josh McDaniels brought him in, given his time in New England, and clearly Garoppolo developed a good rapport with him right away in week one. So you hate to see the concussions like that, especially uh, when a guy's down on the field for that long. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping he comes back. If he does and he gets back healthy, and look, this is trivial. We're talking about fantasy football, but I like what I saw from him because I, I think the trend this year is going to be teams keying on Adams. Like you said, this is just going to be the hint of things to come. And there was uh, Deontay Johnson. He had an issue with him and then hamstring, a lot of hamstring injuries. Again, what you brought up as far as the preseason, some of these guys coming off of contract squabbles and, uh, you know, arriving late to camp, that always seems to happen. But I think we see a lot more this time around because of the fact that there's less exhibition games to play in. Don't you think? Definitely. And then two, hand in hand with that, with the new collective bargaining agreement, teams don't have as much actual practice time as they did back in the day. I mean, I remember as a youngster going to Giants training camp and they would have two a days, one in the morning, one in the brutal northeast humidity of the afternoon. And Bill Parcells is running them like it was uh, week 16 heading into the playoffs. So um, I get the point. You know, we got to be 
careful with these guys. We added an extra regular season game. The season's longer. Don't want them to get hurt. They get paid a lot more money. Uh, but at the same time, they've got to be in game shape. And uh, frankly, at one point, Dom's watching Red Zone and he's like, Dad, are you not interested in these games? And I'm like, well, part of it's I'm here on the balcony enjoying one last view of the, the beach in Maui. And the other part is nothing's exactly. really that compelling. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't blame. He's young. Yes. He is young. Yes. yes. He, I get it. I was the same way. Yes, absolutely. So don't be too hard on him for that. Yes, he'll <laughs> understand and he'll appreciate it. Hopefully he'll get many more opportunities to go ahead back to the islands. Endorphin's asking us, do you notice that there were a ton of missed field goals this weekend? A little bit more than normal. Uh, it wasn't weather related, my friend. Uh, I think what exactly you just said about less game, less practice, less exhibition, less training camp means uh, more of an opportunity to just not have it yet when it comes to field goal kicking even. Yeah, and you can't simulate the game situation. Uh, we went to Chargers camp in July. Was it, was it August? I'm losing track here. But anyway, you know, we watched the kickers kind of off to the side, and I know they do the two-minute drill, and they rush the kicking team on to try and simulate no timeouts and having to snap quickly and get a kickoff to try and win or tie the game. But that's not really a game situation. You know, no. you've got the icing the kicker. you got the fans yelling. You've got all sorts of things going on um, you know, in, in the summer, like you mentioned, no elements, no wind, things like that. But I think it was good. We saw two doink field goals go in this weekend. I, I guess that's a plus, right? I guess so. But that just means that it, they were probably meant to miss in the first place. But yeah, <laughs> it's uh, very concerning for those out there. Kicker sometimes is the difference between a one and a loss. Uh, so you're going to have to keep an eye on that to see if your kicker is consistent. If he's not, you need to go ahead and hit that waiver wire immediately. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody out there, do not be too patient on a on team defense and kickers. That Those are the two that I think if you want to go ahead and, and just go stream, then go for it. I, I see no problem with that, my friend. Yeah, I agree. Unless you've got Justin Tucker, who's practically Mr. Automatic. Uh, I think anything's fair game. You know, last yeah. year we had to Harrison Butker on one of our teams. We had to IR him when he had that ankle injury, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you don't have the, the IR spot or the roster space to do that, start streaming your kickers, like you said. Lipson's asking, what's the most ballsy play you saw this weekend? And we'll get into some good performances this weekend. We talked about a lot of the bad with Josh Allen and obviously what happened with a lot of the injuries. But what was one of the ballsier plays that you saw this weekend? I'd say because Dom saw it and I had, didn't happen to see it at the time. And we rewound it looking at it. But uh, Thursday night, the Lions going for it uh, with the, the yes. fake punt and deep yeah, in their own a, territory. Almost, I was hoping honestly. you were going to say that. Yeah, I mean, you, you could say Sean Payton doing the onside kick at the opening play of the game, but I think that's a little bit, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say negligent, but <clears throat> it, while it was ballsy, I think there's, uh, yeah, you, you don't get it, then the Raiders are what, on their own 45-yard line or so, or even the 50, but uh, the Chiefs, I would, right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking about with the onside kick for Denver. Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. They are not, you know, putting themselves in a position where they're basically handing the Chiefs a minimum of three points if this fails. Agreed. So, uh, and, and two, like, you got to give the up back credit because he really pushed forward to get that. It wasn't a gimme like they ran a trick play or a sneak and he had open field to maneuver. I am so happy for the Lions. I'm not a Lions fan per se, but I called that one. I just, you just see things you know Goff he's been there a year he's an established QB 
career passer, not going to be an all pro or an all star. Normally he may under this situation, as far as just his numbers, but he's got some nice receivers that have been under uh, disrespected and underrated for quite some time. Now you could just see, I did not expect them to win. I just expected them to cover uh, as far as they were my pick in the doghouse. So I'm glad that they actually had a chance to win. Uh, and we'll see where that snaps out as far as the, the, Chiefs are concerned. I'm not too concerned about the Chiefs going forward, except for if you want to go ahead and watch Travis Kelsey, his status going forward, my friend. That's going to be interesting. And it sounds like he'll play this week because they got a doozy in week two at Jacksonville, a team that nearly beat them in the playoffs. And I know Chris Jones ended his uh, pseudo holdout. So it's a big game already this early in the season. That it is, my friend. But once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I'm here with Chris Sardieri. He is part of the Domination Sports Nation. Please go ahead and check out what he's doing today with his awesome son, who wants to check out the Red Zone instead of a nice Maui sunset at times. But then again, he's young. It is, of course, Chris Ardieri as well. They go ahead and make up the Domination Sports Nation. I want to go ahead and talk about some of the good performances, though. Again, where's the biggest surprise for you? Is Mac Jones... Because Mac Jones seems to me as the much maligned young quarterback for the New England Patriots, uh, an individual who obviously had to step into some pretty big shoes. He got it done last weekend, and I'm really happy for him in that sense. Because it just really, when you're filling in the shoes for a legend, it's really hard to go ahead and just try to find your own footing sometimes. Definitely. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, criticism of the coaching staff and New England last year on the offensive side, it looks like Bill O'Brien's improved things there even one weekend. And let's face it, the Eagles didn't seem like they wanted to win that game. The Pats had a number of opportunities to do it. And uh, I think they look a lot better. Uh, Still can't get used to seeing Ezekiel Elliott in a patch uniform, but uh, I know Hunter Henry is happy with this uh, resurgence of Mac Jones thus far. Uh, it's good to see again if you're someone that you know kind of like roots for the underdog or someone that's that's really forgotten about because Mac a lot of people were already you know having Mac Jones being a career backup uh, by this stage as soon as that New England was going to find someone else but good start for him but the best start I think for me what I say is either you could say Brock Purdy who engineered a really decisive win over. That was a big surprise over Pittsburgh, who I thought oh, yeah. really had a loaded team in Pittsburgh. I really thought they had a that was gonna I th- didn't think that was gonna be not a com- competitive game. I thought it was gonna be close. I thought you know either team could win, but my God, you know it wasn't even close for for San Francisco. But the team I also want to talk about is Tua Tagovailoa and his great performance in Los Angeles. Both those performances, definitely some quarterbacks I think people need to keep an eye on if they're out on the waiver wire and they are out on the waiver wire on many leagues out there, you might be inclined to pick them up. Definitely. Look like, and look, when two is healthy, I think that team is phenomenal, not only from a fantasy perspective, but just as an NFL offense, it's enjoy, it's enjoyable to watch that team run an offense. So, um, I think that bodes well as long as, as Tua stays healthy. Uh, don't forget about Jalen Waddell. I know Hill is a freak of nature and puts up unbelievable stats and plays, but uh, you know, I, I think Waddle's a budding superstar too. And uh, right now, with the way things shook out in the last few days, it looks like uh, they could be the favorites in the AFC East. I know it's still early, but they're a dangerous team. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and of course you have you know one of my favorite NFL stories of the past 10 years with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, oh, how would we do? You know, that's just a fluke what happened last year. There's no way he can repeat that kind of performance, is there? Uh, apparently, uh, apparently not. But um, I think it's a great story. And you know how it is, Gerald. Every year there's someone that comes out of the blue and, oh, this is a fluke and it can't be done again. So, you know, from a purely under underdog perspective, I like stories like that. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I think this year things are really going to be wide open and not just because we had, frankly, a, a crappy week one, but um, every year there's a team that comes out of nowhere and not only makes the playoffs, but even tries to make a decent run. And I don't think in looking at week one, there's a team that's emerged like that yet. I, I do think the the Packers are kind of surprising. Part of it's that I think the Bears are more atrocious and than people really thought going in. But you got to be impressed with what Jordan Love did in Week One. So I, I think that's one team to keep your eye on. Skydweller is asking if you could touch on the media bias in favor of Mahomes and KC. As a spectator, I'm shocked the games aren't called fairly by the broadcasters. I know that he is very much beloved. I know that he represents a lot of good things that the league wants to promote. I'm just going to say it like that. And that's why the media and the NFL are really behind him. You see him on almost every other commercial during Sunday, Monday, and Thursdays, (laughs) you know, and more power to him. He's been able to take his good squeaky clean image and going ahead and being able to not only build a life for himself as far as outside, you know, of course the field, but off the field, but also on it as well. But yes, he is a great player. No, no doubt about that. He is a top fantasy football player, but I think a lot of expectations are always upon him. And with Kelsey out of there, my friend, or the status like now in question, he better have Kelsey back there in the lineup for week two, or else this season could get a little bit different for Mahomes. And he may not be on as many ads this time next year. Yeah, and, and separate of Kelsey, because even when he does come back, teams are just going to key on him. The Chiefs. You think not Hill have... having not having Hill is yeah, a big I mean, issue as well? They got away with it last year. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster did a nice job, and but he's gone. Yeah, he left. So um, Kadarius Tony, who they thought could fill that spot, apparently can't catch the ball. He's reverting back to his New York Giants days. So. He doesn't have the wide receiver depth he once had, which I think was even more impressive that the Chiefs won last year without the Tyreek Hill threat at receiver. So I think it's going to be a challenging year regardless. Now, do I think they'll miss the playoffs? No, unless there's some catastrophic injury or something crazy happens, but they are not going to be the dominant team that they were last year. As for the media bias, um, look, I'm a, I'm a fan of, a lot of different teams and you know you watch enough of the games and you're like oh joe buck hates this team or whatever well joe buck's annoying that's a bad example but um in general what i've learned as i've aged is these networks are paying billions of dollars and the nfl does not like criticism they do not like hit pieces and we've seen espn have to back off on things in the past and the game announcers are going to do the same they're not going to say anything negative even if a guy uh you know is in trouble with the law or, you know, said something controversial, the Tony Romo's of the world are always going to kiss the quarterback's butts. And let's face it, this is a business. This is not a, uh, this is not a recreational sport. It's all about money. Once again, it is inside sports, fantasy football. It is Chris Sardieri from the domination sports nation. Go ahead and check him out today at the domination sports nation, along with Dominic Lardieri. So with that being said at a week one, 
in the books. Thank God, because yeah, I can't take <laughs> any more weeks of that. But uh, there are some issues with the injuries. I mean, wide receiver and running back. We see a lot of injuries there, hamstrings and Achilles, uh, no knees, no ACLs uh, to report, which strangely enough, concussions as well, though there were to report. Your thoughts on some of the wide receivers and also, of course, running backs you think can fill some slots for people this weekend? Yeah, I think you've got to, like I mentioned earlier, you, you're going to have to go with Josh Kelly when he does play. Um, there were times over the past few years where he gets reps and he makes the most of them. So uh, even if Eckler's back up, uh, you know, banged up and playing and not 100%, I think you need to think of the long game. I would snap up Kelly off of waivers. The other hot waiver pick uh, is going to be Gus Edwards, like we said. That's a function of J.K. Dobbins, for instance, when he's gotten a chance. And I'm not just saying this because he's a fellow Rutgers grad, but uh, I think he's made the most of it. And and frankly, even though uh, you know things might look dim for the Ravens, I'm, I'm still kind of optimistic for them, especially with the way the Bengals played in week one and the Steelers. But uh, Matthew Stafford did not miss Cooper Cup this past Sunday. Uh, rookie wide receiver out of BYU. I hope not to butcher his name, Puka Nakua. And uh, mm -hmm. Dom pointed out to me, we saw him play for BYU in 2021 at uh, Allegiant Stadium in your backyard, Gerald, against yep. uh, the Arizona Wildcats. And he had a nice game, and I'm glad to see he's in the NFL. He's going to be a hot pickup. Um, Tutu Atwell also on the Rams. Always been a lot of hype over him the last few years. People think maybe he breaks out with cups uh being a cup being out for at least three more weeks so we'll see there's rashid shaheen that Derek carr uh hooked up on a nice touchdown uh down in the superdome that's another name to look at but uh the other thing too is the contrarian to me says yeah these guys had nice weeks try and go get them don't fret there are guys who probably didn't get a lot of targets that you can go out there and snap up though i'm sure there'll be a few wide receivers out there we picked Romeo Dobbs in one of the later rounds in one of our leagues. Uh, if he is out there, lucky lucky for you, go get him. But he's a guy with Christian Watson's injury that I think uh, I'm very bullish on going forward. I, I think uh, Love's got a good rapport with him already. Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, Chris Ardieri is here with me, Gerald Gosford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate some great comments in our chat room truly appreciate you being here to go ahead and surprise uh give provide that for us here at inside sports fantasy football if you have any questions for us always isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports ff on twitter so my friend we turn our attention to week two in the nfl after the disaster known as week one your thoughts my friend on some good fantasy matchups that you're eyeing this weekend well i'll, I'll tell you this if you're uh if you own the Cowboys defense, they're an every week start. But uh, from a uh, from a defensive perspective, with Zach Wilson starting, I mean, I'd be drooling over that. That's a little more of a no brainer. But um, I think the uh, you know I, I like the way the Jags played against the Colts. They didn't blow them out. But with the Chiefs coming in in week two, I know Chris Jones is back. I just happen to like the way Doug Peterson game planned and maneuvered against the Chiefs in the divisional round last year. So. I'm not going to go out on a limb and pick, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a high-scoring affair. 
especially given down it's down in hot Jacksonville. So that's a matchup there from an offensive perspective that interests me. If Kelsey's back, I mean, I think that bodes well for any of your Chiefs players other than uh, Kadarius Tony, who's you know, too busy ripping the Giants on social media with Stewie Griffin memes. But, uh, you know, those and the other one, this was a shootout last year, the Seahawks at the Lions. I want to say it ended up being something like 45-42 to that effect. Um, I think both teams could put up some points here. Maybe not to that magnitude, but the the Seahawks really struggled on offense in week one. Could be some rust, but I look for DK Metcalf to get back on track and I also think, uh, you know, with the way Matt Stafford carved up the Seattle defense, that bodes well for Jared Goff and company. I also think that the Seahawks and the Lions uh, will put up some points out there. So we want to make sure that you have some Seahawks and Lions on your fantasy football roster. So go ahead and make sure you get them in the starting lineup because I think those two are right now really going to put out some points. Those two are the second, as of now, as of this recording here in Vegas, probably the two of the biggest uh, totals right there between that game and also as well Chiefs and the Jaguars. So look for those teams, look for those players to light up the scoreboard this weekend. So definitely want to go ahead and make sure you know that. Plus also I would say don't get uh, don't look past the 49ers and the Rams. I think that Brock Purdy with Christian McCaffrey looking for now until he gets the obligatory injury that takes him out in half the season. He looked good <laughs> last week on a 60-yard-plus touchdown. With Brock Purdy, really solid thrower, just finding the seams, not doing it too much to overextend himself, just trying to find the right way, a very efficient passing attack. I think that's going to be a good game as well. And like you said, if the Rams could go ahead and muster enough offense, they can make a game out of it on Sunday. Definitely, although, you know, watching enough of these matches, I just still, the cynic in me thinks that Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number and that... uh San Francisco defense is going to be a force to be reckoned with this week. Uh, it's, it's not going to be like going up against the Seahawks. And let's face it, let's be honest here. 49ers Rams games at SoFi turn into uh, San Francisco South. They have a definite home field advantage when the Niners come down here to LA. So before we head on out, it's always that great part of the show. A lot of people always look forward to it as, you know, of course, Chris, coming out of his house or actually coming out of the hotel room, walking by the beach. He's walking, he's going ahead, the the shore, the waves, <laughs> caressing his feet. All of a sudden he looks over and woof, woof, woof. He's got to make sure he heads over to the doghouse once again. <laughs> you know, Gerald, quick anecdote. You're not far off from that. Our first day on the beach, uh, we're sitting there and what comes up, but two dachshunds and uh, our beloved dog who's been gone seven years now was a dachshund. And of course my wife and kids are pestering me that this is a sign from above that we need to get another dachshund. But uh, one of them was digging behind me and, you know, made me, uh, made me miss the doghouse for a minute. So I want to thank everyone for filling in for me last week. And I also realized I'm glad I didn't make a doghouse pick last week. Cause I probably would have taken the Steelers and that was not a wise bet, but we move on. We're past the stink. That is week one onto week two. I open my phone, I go through the lines, and there's something that sticks out at me. I type the lines into another website uh, to see if maybe I need a second opinion or my eyes really are failing me at this age. And I see it again. The Baltimore Ravens go into Cincinnati, and I know Cincinnati's probably going to bounce back. Joe Burrow coming back from his calf injury and Brown's defense, which is underrated, by the way, fantasy owners, uh, really had a nice game plan for Burrow and company, but 
everywhere I look, the Ravens are getting that that beautiful three and a half. Not three. They had to throw that other hook in. And I know they're going to miss J.K. Dobbins, but this is a team last year that didn't have Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, nearly beat Cincinnati in their home building in January. So I say take the Ravens with the points. Uh, could come down to a Justin Tucker field goal. If not, you know they'll stay in that game. Ravens defense is stout as always, and these are always slugfest. Rarely do you see blowouts. So I say take the Ravens in the, with the points and um, would not be shocked if they outright win, but I think that you got to get that half-point cushion just to be safe. I'm going to tell you right now, my friend, I think the Browns at the Steelers is where I would go. The Steelers are actually the underdog at home. I do not think lightning will strike twice. I think that this will be a little bit more of a competitive game, and I think the Steelers will get back on the right track. I don't want to say it's an anomaly because, like you said, the 49ers defense, even with Bosa coming in there in the last minute signing that NFL record contract, he, you know, again, that team is really looking good. If they can, you know, they're just going through the motions. It just seems like that they're going to be able to control the NFC at this point in time. Even in week one, we're observing this barring injury. But I think that the Steelers uh, will get back on track with a win on Sunday at home. Definitely wouldn't surprise me. The AFC North is is so up and down and topsy-turvy. Anything can happen. And uh, I, don't forget, we got two Monday night games coming up this week. There you that go. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So even though the Browns did, like you said, a really good number on Joe Burrow, I think that two times in a row for this to go on the road, to go ahead and make sure you, you can go ahead and get that victory, I think is in this case not going to be done. I do think, again, I think that they're going to sneak it out. The Steelers will on this occasion to get back on track. But my friend, hoping that the Giants for you will get back on track. I know that uh, someone who's going to travel to Phoenix this weekend to go ahead and check out the Cardinals and Giants. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing the report on that and looking forward to hopefully a good game for you guys out there in Arizona. Thank you, Gerald. It'll be uh, Dom's first time at the stadium, my second, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, if the Giants can't put away the Cardinals, then uh, maybe time to throw in the towel in the season, albeit very early, because week three, they've got a short week at San Francisco on Thursday night. So uh, they better get their act together quick. Well, the, our players out there, our fantasy football team owners, better not throw in the towel, because next week is our annual don't hit the panic button. Absolutely. Although uh, I guess that's already been hit for Aaron Rodgers owners. So we'll, we'll asterisk that and move on. Well, the, the only saving grace is that there's some decent quarterbacks at this point, in, in, you know, early in the season. So if you got Aaron Rodgers, you probably got him later in the draft. There's some comparable quarterbacks out there in a lot of leagues like Purdy, like I mentioned, Mac Jones, like I mentioned before, you might even find uh, some other the quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford might be still available. There might be some really decent quarterbacks still out there that can give you a productive season if you were banking a lot on Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see what happens, my friend. But once again, it is Chris Sardieri. When are you coming out with a new episode with you and Dom at Domination Sports Nation? We need to get on it. And with the NFL season here, I promise we will have something soon. My goal is to have a uh, kind of a uh, trip recap to see the Giants in person. Uh, can't pin down a date yet, but that's our goal. Who knows? Maybe be recording it in the airport Sunday night. But uh, 
it's I told Dom it's football season. I know you're busy, but we got to get back on this Sunday night, Monday night cycle so that our, our loyal fans can hear us talk at least some NFL by every Tuesday morning. So stay tuned. You, stay you tuned also, indeed. You can also uh, follow us on Instagram at Domination Sports Nation. I'm on Twitter and threads at Chris L Sports. And uh, we'll put out some updates there. And uh, yeah, well, again, appreciate the plugs and the uh, and the fans you've directed our way. You can also follow both of us on LinkedIn. We always forget about LinkedIn, <laughs> but go ahead and do that. I'd love to go ahead and get enough followers so I can go ahead and start streaming there. So looking for 150 followers. At first, because kind of funny, I looked at it earlier this week. How many followers is that you need? Uh, it said that you needed a combination of 150 followers and uh, also as well just uh, as far as likes or things of that nature. And then, oh, I thought I had that. No, it's actually 150 straight up followers. So mm-hmm. I, I'm on my way to getting there. I'm over 100 now. So if you, you get a chance, give us a follow. Both Chris Lardieri and Gerald Glassford right there for you. Yeah, so, definitely. We've got, you know what, Gerald, I, I got to say, I've gotten good feedback posting the shows on LinkedIn over the last year or so. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, you know, get actually get some likes and stuff from some old coworkers and colleagues. So uh, it's good to see, at least for me, you know, people out there in the on my business world side of life, uh, listening to the show and liking it. So I, I think it's it's been definitely productive for us as a show. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to going ahead and posting this episode and future episodes of whatever we do, whether it's Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakers Fast Break, or Inside Sports Fantasy Football right there on LinkedIn, of course, Facebook, Twitter, all the rest, of course, right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But again, if you have any questions for us, drop it on the YouTube page on Pop Culture Cosmos or IS Fantasy Football at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter slash X slash whatever it wants to be today. So for Chris Ardieri from the Domination Sports Nation, it's Gerald Glassford. We thank you so much for watching and listening. Here's wishing you good luck in week two and not a disaster like week one. Don't hit the panic button just yet. And we'll tell you why next week, whether you win or lose right here at Inside Sports Fantasy.